of Salt Lake City. Yes, you heard me. We are going to talk about something other than reinventing oneself in the insides. You know, everyone loves a good therapy session now and then, but sometimes you just want to talk about crap. And I don't call it crap. Others may call it crap. To me, Bravo is and will be. I'm not going to say the Holy Grail because I feel like that's blasphemous somehow, but it's it's up there. And I think we all need to give a standing ovation, a round of applause, and a thank you for the gem that was Salt Lake City during this terrible time of quarantine, corona, presidential debates. Because let's be honest, Orange County brought nothing, okay? Atlanta always brings it, but I mean, they're not a new franchise. And of course, Potomac, you know, they were there for us. But Salt Lake City was a hidden gem. And I'll tell you why. In the commercials, they really pushed this whole Mormon, we're Mormons, this is Mormonism, blah, blah, blah. And no shade to the Mormons, but what they portray or what people have insinuated about Mormons is no fun. So once this franchise hit our airwaves, we were like, what the hell is this? It's going to be so boring. They're going to get one season just like DC. Oh, no, no, no. Salt Lake came ready. They were not here to play. Let's go through the cast members. And then I'm going to go through each one individually, tell you what I think about them. We're going to do a cute little quick synopsis over the season. And then I really want to go into the reunion because there were outfits that were slayed there were people that needed therapy andy killed it as always but i feel like i'm going too deep so let's bring it back now if you're coming across this podcast and you're like oh my god the last episode was about self-healing this is going to be a multifaceted show so as much as i love you know getting deep and talking about real things I really want to bring in some TV because that's kind of what we all have right now. Um, I know some of you are exercising, pat on the back. I know some of you are getting educated. Kudos to you. I'm building up on my Bravo knowledge. So if you need that and if you want to join me on this Bravo journey, that's going to be a new part of this podcast. So buckle up, get in. If you want to join me on an episode, DM me right in the comment below of whatever picture I post on my Instagram because I can never talk too much or too long about Bravo. I am going to try to keep this short though just because, you know, (sighs) I got things to do. Um, Okay, so we are going to start off with the Miss Lisa Barlow. Now, Actually, before I start that, just a little background. So this is, again, in Salt Lake City. It is filmed in Park City, Utah, I believe. Um, And they're following around six women that have different backgrounds. One of them is Jewish. One of them is Muslim. A majority of them are Mormon or they've been kicked out of the Mormon church. And they're all just showing how, you know, they're a modern day woman in this quote unquote Mormon society. 
So the first girl we're going to start off with is the Miss Lisa Barlow. Now she is a go-getter, an overachiever, woman chasing after perfection, badass mom. She hit the scenes as a, I hold myself up to a high standard. I hold other people up to high standards who want to be in my camp. She's basically like, don't come with mediocrity, be above it because I'm above it. And she doesn't lay in the dirt with fleas. Next, we have a Miss Mary Cosby. Yes, Mary Cosby is an interesting woman. She is married to her, nope, her step-grandfather. So if some of you are trying to wrap your brain around that, they're not related by blood, but just by time. Things that she was Um, promised in the will, she had to marry her step-grandfather. Now, she is clearly someone who speaks her mind. She runs the church that her grandma left for her. She has a lot of positive qualities in the sense of leadership and, you know, being there for other people. But... Like, she, she takes is- no accountability. You can't tell her about herself. She, her eyes are bugging out at everything she's saying. Her fashion, of course, is great. But she's rich enough to, you know, dress up well. Now, actually, great is a strong word. She's got some great pieces. But I feel like she overwhelms her outfits with the pieces she selects. Because sometimes they don't go together. And sometimes I wish she would just wear, like, a cute basic jogger and then put on like her Gucci coat or her Versace scarves you know something to kind of balance it out versus wearing this turquoise purple pink fuchsia green top heel like it's just a lot happening and she comes onto the show as someone who you know is bringing empowerment but then gets in a couple of tits and tats with the other cast members and then is pulled back so her role kind of dwindles throughout the season next we have that bitch heather gay she is definitely the breakout star of this season she is funny she's you know a real friend friend you can cuss her out and she'll still put you in a limo she is just the girl that everybody wants in their corner now on the flip side of that Heather needs to deal with some things because I feel like the issues that she had with other people were clearly stemming from her marriage. And if she talked about her goddamn divorce one more time, my God, we get it. You're divorced. He didn't value you. You married for Mormonism. You were never in love. We get it. I'm sorry. Like, move on. There is a therapist on speed dial that can help you move through that because other than that aspect, Heather was great. I love her. I love her personality. I hope she gets that meatball on a stick every time she goes to dinner. If you watch the show, then you get that reference. And then next we have the Miss Meredith Marks. I feel like she's kind of the, she's just the elegant one of the group and that might not be That might not be a popular opinion. But to me, I feel like she's the most elegant of the group. She dresses really well. She talks about her business. She's about her family. She was really open about her marriage this season, which of course everybody loves because there's no better storyline than a will they, won't they type thing, you know? And if you've watched the show, they did. 
Um, but her and her husband, her and her kids, we had a little mini moment with Brooke Marks. We thought that he was going to be a breakout star. But again, he's a child. So are we surprised? Twitter loved him. Next week, they hated him. Next week, they didn't care. Um, but Meredith, standing on her own, in my opinion, I think she was pretty cool. Like She didn't have a lot of drama that she put herself in. I felt like drama was finding her. Um, because of da 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 the Jen Shaw of it all. Now, if you have watched this show, you know that Jen Shaw was destined to be the breakout star. And she should have been the breakout star. But the problem is that Jen Shaw wanted too bad to be the breakout star. You know what I mean? She hit the scene with her coach, uh, what's his name? Coach Shaw, obviously. So she hit the scene with Coach Shaw. She has her assistants. She has her team, her squad. And from just looking at her, you think like, oh my God, this girl has got the it factor. She is here. She is present. We love it. Until you get to know her. Like episode one, I was all in. Jen was that girl. Then two, three, four, five, six, like she just can't keep it together. And we will get into this later. But she really, I feel like, sabotaged herself. And some people are saying like, oh, she's just being authentic. Not everyone has it together. Granted, this is a show about different personalities and different characters. But at the same time, like... She is another one that cannot take accountability for her actions. Like, you cannot yell at someone, get upset, cuss them out, throw a drink, and then be confused as to why they are asking for an apology. Like, you can't. And especially the age that these women are. I get it, though. Some people are never told about themselves or they have <clears throat> people around them that just let them do and be who they want and I feel like that's the problem or the thing that happened with Jen she had too many yes men in her circle including the fabulous Mrs. Heather and now that she's on TV she has to take accountability and she has to be like oh damn maybe I should get my head straight you know maybe I should talk to my husband um and then the final person on the team is Whitney Rose now Winnie is clearly the youngest one of the group. She is super cute. She's a little blonde girl. Um, she was kicked out of the church for cheating in her marriage with, I can't remember if it, it was her boss, or with, but she cheated with some guy who was also in the church who was married, and they both got excommunicated, I believe is the right word, and they were told to get the F out, and now they're just living in bliss because they're still together 10 years later after everything happened when everyone thought that they were just going to like dwindle out because it was a torrid love affair. Now Whitney is just young. You know there's nothing really bad or like there's nothing negative I have to say about her except for the fact that she's young. She does things with the best intentions but she does not think the whole thing through and that has to do with her dad that has to do with her stripper pole situation that has to do with her uh what was I saying oh her confronting Jen Shaw which we will also get into um but yeah I feel like none of the women on the team are like horrible and I keep saying team as if they're like a starting basketball squad but 
maybe that's how we're gonna think about it this this episode um so nobody on the squad is horrible I, mm, okay nobody on the squad is horrible but I would bench Mary and it's just because I can't handle her like insanity um so let's start from the so, beginning and I'm gonna we are introduced to these women all individually jen shows us her mansion meredith shows us her marriage whitney shows us her marriage heather shows us her business and mary shows us her house slash church um all the women are kind of intermingled some of them are friends some of them know of each other but clearly because of the show they're all forced to kind of make some kind of relationship um earlier in the beginning jen and heather were like two peas in a pod thick as thieves and then the interesting part is that heather and uh whitney are related so they are also close but i feel like there's a closeness that heather has to jen that supersedes um that supersedes whitney until the end of the season and so at the beginning of the show you know like everyone's together there's not really that much drama jen throws a birthday party for meredith yet is it's about her in a sense and what we find out in the reunion is she throws a birthday party for meredith on lisa's actual birthday and then has a bunch of dancers and like ethnic symbolism that has to do with jen shaw and nothing to do with meredith so i feel like those two parties or that could have been two parties should have been split should have been about lisa and meredith and then another party about your you know ethnicity and bringing people to the forefront and understanding of where you come from so push past the party and we get into the drama of jen shaw and mary now mary the outspoken lovable woman that she is decides that she wants to tell Jen when they hug or in Jen's presence that it smells like hospital. And Jen, who is dealing with her aunt, I believe, um, who had just lost her limbs, uh, her like knees and legs or whatever, was shocked and hurt by this because she was saying, how could you say that? That's so insensitive. I'm dealing with a lot with my family. And now Mary is talking about how she can't handle hospital and she has a really sensitive nostril and it's just now that we've pushed past through the season and i realize like this is dumb this is dumb drama mary just should have apologized jen should have gotten over it but i'm realizing jen has nothing in her life right now she is so starved for attention and affection that she is holding on to this drama with mary just to get her through the day let's be honest mary i don't understand why she can't just apologize and say hey jen i hurt you i'm sorry and they both leave it at that but no this drama carries on for like two weeks or two three episodes so then we have some drama with whitney and lisa where whitney feels that lisa judges her and puts her down yet lisa's not even paying attention because she's trying to get her sons to build a brand at the age of like 15 and 9 which kudos to you but instead of trying to make them build a brand maybe just hang out with them i don't know without vision boards and maybe without like goals that are going to make them feel bad as adults and probably have your son like you know doing extracurricular activities just to get through school because he doesn't want to come home with bad grades just saying 
Um, so Lisa's over here in a corner, focusing on her family, trying to get, like, uh, who is that guy? I can't remember his name, but anyway, she's trying to build her empire. Then we have the drama of Whitney, whose storyline is pretty much her getting kicked out of the church as well as her dad. Now, I personally can't speak on it because I don't have a parent that's struggling with addiction and I don't have, you know, that drama of hopefully they'll change, this time will be different. I really don't. So I'm not going to speak on that. What I will speak on is the unfortunate hair scenario that her father is going through. Now, I understand he's a barber or a hairstylist, but I just need to understand what that is on his head. That's it. That's the only thing I'm going to say about her father. Other than that, I wish him well. I wish him greatness in his recovery. I also wish a new hairstyle for next season. Um, but Whitney is chill. Like She doesn't really have a lot of drama until we get further on in the season. And then Heather is talking about her business. She shows us her beauty lab um, that she has built after her divorce. And if you've watched the season, then you know that she got divorced to her husband, who had who she's been with since she was young, who she didn't really love, but she wanted to be the perfect Mormon. So she got married, had children, and then one day her husband woke up and decided, I want a divorce. I don't want to be together anymore. Now, again, I never had a divorce, so I don't know what that feels like, but I feel like she's benefiting from the divorce. So I don't understand why we have to make it the whole storyline. Like you're divorced, but now you're independent. You got a divorce, your children are doing great, you guys are in a good relationship. You're divorced, he's still giving you money to kind of, you know, keep yourself afloat. So, you didn't even love him. You've said that. You didn't love him. You were with him because you thought that's what you had to do. The chains are broken. Let it go. Move on, like focus on your beauty lab, get yourself that chocolate man that you're looking for, and let's do a new storyline. I really would have loved if they focused more on her business, if they focused more on her reinvention, you know, like her love life. We got one or two episodes of her trying to go on a date. Horrible. Um, and I don't know, I really just would have liked to know more about her successes versus her failures, or at least I would have liked them to harp on her successes versus her failures. So yeah, so um, Heather's talking about her business, her marriage, and then Meredith is talking also about her businesses and her marriage. And that's kind of like the beginning of the season. As we get into the middle of the season, we have more drama with Shen uh, Jen and Mary, where Mary has this luncheon, she invites people over, and everybody wants to go, everybody has to go around the table and talk about, you know, who they are, what they're doing, something that people don't know about you. So Jen and, oh, how could I forget this? So this luncheon comes after Jen feels that people aren't on her side. So she feels that Heather is choosing Mary. She feels that Meredith and Lisa are choosing Mary's side after the whole hospital debacle. And she just can't fathom as to why her friends aren't on her side. Maybe because she blacked out and started screaming in a restaurant that Mary's a grandfather effer. Um, possibly that's why people are on Mary's side. And it's not even sides. Like, 
Jen sometimes gets so infantile with the way that she thinks. Like, we're adult women, as Meredith mentioned. I don't need to be told who I can hang out with. I don't need to pick sides. I can do right or wrong, and you as an adult can deal if I want to talk to Mary or if I don't. So after Jen cussed everybody out, dis or was rude to Mary, even though it wasn't in her face, but it was in her presence, so Mary could hear that. And I'm sure Mary spent a lot of time in her life hearing that she's a grandfather effer, knowing she's a grandfather effer, because they have a child together, and having to go through that trauma of not even being able to marry the man you love. She has to marry her freaking step-grandfather. So it was rude of Jen to say that. I'm sure she doesn't remember saying it, but anyway. So we're at this luncheon, um, which comes after Jen yelled the grandfather effer to kind of patch up, to kind of make amends and have the girls, you know, hang out with each other. Um, that goes horribly wrong because Jen is trying to make everyone understand why she flies off the handle and, you know, express how she's not really mean. She just gets crazy and she has to defend herself and that's fine. Like, everybody has a past. But Mary's not having it because apparently she feels that Jen did not give her a good enough apology or an apology at all, um... And so then there's this back and forth and Mary's telling Jen she's ghetto and Mary's talking about how she's afraid of standing outside of a 7-Eleven if she sees black people. For reference, Mary Cosby is black. Light, mm, not really a light-skinned woman. She's a black woman that wears light makeup, let's be honest, and wears blonde wigs. So she could be having a little bit of an identity crisis, but anyway. Um, so once she utters those words, Jen then also gets offended because she's married to a black man, she has mixed race children, and she just feels like Mary isn't being realistic with what she's saying. So they get into it, Jen gets up to storm out, Mary tells her to get the F out, um, all the girls are like, what's going on? This is supposed to be, like, beneficial for the group, and it wasn't. And so, long story short, Heather... The OG goes out, gets Jen, calms her down, brings her back. We're sitting at the table at this unfortunate dinner. And I believe that's how that ends. Um, so then you fast forward and the Mary and Jen drama kind of take up a lot of space and time within the season. And again, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you could have apologized, you could have moved on. But instead, you guys are harping on to this. And it was stupid. Um, and then in the middle of the season, we have this, like, we go back to Meredith and this whole will they, won't they thing of they're separated and they're working on their marriage. And at one point the guy packs like one bag and says, you know, let's try to, well, he doesn't. Meredith asks for space. And so this man packs one bag and says, you know, maybe space is what we need. He leaves. Um, I, it's not fact or fiction if they're seeing other people at this moment. There's apparently a rumor around that they are, and then Meredith says that it happened in the past, but, you know, anyway, they're having a tough time in their marriage. So that is pretty much her storyline as well, and that was kind of unfortunate because I wish she did a little more with her store. Like, she talks about how she has all this business, all these businesses, and she has this 
business on the main street in Park City, Utah, and she's doing jewelry for, you know, high-tail clients and celebrities, yet we never fucking see the jewelry. We never see the store. We never... And if we did, then I did not see that, or I missed it. But there was, like, couldn't we have done, instead of Brooks Marks's fashion show with a one tracksuit, couldn't we have done, like, a jewelry party at her business or an opening for a new line? I, like, some of these women get on TV, they have these businesses, it's this perfect opportunity to sell your stuff, and nothing. They... They don't use it, and maybe it's so popular, and maybe she's already making so much money, she didn't need that extra publicity. That's fine. But what I, as a viewer, would have liked was just to see her more as a businesswoman than as a, oh, my marriage is falling apart, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my husband. So that was kind of the drama in the middle of the scene. Um, Whitney renewed her vows to her husband. Like, they're doing gravy. They're great. Um, her drama was mostly with her dad, who went to rehab then left rehab early and then went to a halfway house then decided he wanted to go back to rehab because he felt like he wasn't strong enough and all of this is kind of falling on to Whitney because she is one of the only children that still talks to her dad and defends her dad and sees the good and you know wants him to recover which you need one in every in every group so most of her drama is really her dad. Um, so that's kind of like middle-ish season. And then we get towards the tail end of the season where really the drama starts to thicken up. Um, and we can start with Jen Shaw's surprise husband for, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Jen Shaw's surprise party for her husband, Coach Shaw. So Jen has a lot of her time on her hands apparently and loves to throw parties and so she throws a surprise party for her husband excuse me white claw break oh um who is always gone always on the road recruiting not really home blah 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 so she's like i'm gonna think of someone other than myself and i'm gonna throw this party for my husband and so they have this great time at um, the Top Golf, like in the area, and it's all cute and gravy until Whitney decides that she wants to share drama with Jen about the other women. So Mary decides that she no longer wants to film, pretty much, and she is kind of like just popping in and out of the season by, like, um snippets and flashbacks and all that stuff and so Whitney and Mary have a conversation about how Lisa and Meredith are scared of Jen and how they've told Mary that they're scared of Jen but they don't feel comfortable enough saying it to Jen because they're so terrified by her so Whitney decides you know what I need to tell my BFF Jen at her husband's party that these women are talking shit about her or they don't like her now, this is where, oh, actually, I'll wait for that. So, Whitney tells Heather, like, hey, I need to talk to Jen about this. Where, in my opinion, I feel like Heather, being her BFFOG, should know this might set her off. This might cause drama. Yeah, you talk to her, but let's take her to brunch. Yeah, talk to her. Let's take her to dinner. Let's go to her home. Like, there were so many elements for or so many possibilities of change that that conversation could have 
where that conversation could have taken place and instead Heather decides to tell Whitney I support you in this decision I will back you up 100% and I will tell Jen whatever you can so as a drunk little squad they walk over to Jen Jen, and they're like hey we want to tell you this drama about these girls and it doesn't go well obviously because Jen is drunk Jen is angry and I feel like she's one of those people that when they have any kind of emotion it goes straight to anger because she doesn't know how to process what's going on so she starts throwing a glass yelling cussing people out talking about whooping bitches asses whooping asses whooping bitches fighting people and then it causes drama with her husband because he's only in town for oh so long she's basically embarrassing him in front of their friends in front of family that she flew out um you know in front of their sons just being a wild woman per usual so then she decides that instead of taking accountability for her actions she is going to blame Whitney and Heather for telling her and causing her to get angry and throw the glass and and all that now I'm a hundred percent in agreement that Heather and Whitney chose the wrong time to talk about it. I think that Whitney was definitely in the wrong and should have apologized for coming up with this information at the wrong place and time. Yet I do not agree with Jen when she says that it's Whitney's fault that her marriage is a mess and that she's throwing glasses and that she's angry because her marriage was a mess before the party. She was angry before the party and she was the only person who could control that glass going out of her hand. But of course, Jen being Jen in that moment doesn't know how to do this. So she blames Whitney and she's cussing out Whitney and they all try to go to some retreat where Whitney could apologize. And Jen says like F you pretty much. So then Heather takes this as a time to tell her uh, Jen that she feels like Jen's not a good friend to her and that she's trading her for Meredith and Lisa. Um, She talks about her feelings, which is fair, but again, like, place and time. Let's focus on one drama at a time. Like, oh my god. Okay, we're mad at Jen, we're mad at Whitney. Let's hash that out. Then in another situation, let's talk about how you feel in your friendship, Heather. Again, maybe that's a brunch or something you can do with Jen separately. But Bravo loves drama and we love Bravo. So thank you for your service. So anyway, the end of that, Jen says I'm sorry to Heather and that she's not doing it. I'm not trying to trade her up. And so Heather is like, fine, okay, I believe you. And again, this is where I touch on the Heather and her divorce stuff. I feel like she was bringing so much of her feelings towards her husband and her divorce into her friendship with Jen and it's like yes Jen treats her not the best um but I feel like that's a conversation that's it could like it didn't have to be so dramatic the way she comes at her about not respecting her and not loving her and not taking care like um you know and not And taking advantage of her seems like all the information that she has given us about her husband. So I feel like that's kind of side trauma that she has to deal with. That she was seeping into her friendship. Um, 
And then I feel like we have some like low-key drama on the side with Lisa. She's trying to run Sundance, you know. Meredith is trying to figure out her husband's situation. Um, and then they get back together and they go to dinner with Lisa and her husband and say, hey, we're getting back together. And they're kind of like, eh, in the corner. The real drama is with Jen Shaw. Um, so then after all of this, Whitney tries to say, hey, I'm sorry about what I've done. As a olive branch, I want to take all of you girls to Vegas. So everybody is on board. Now, Meredith and Lisa are also upset with Whitney because they're saying that what Whitney said was a lie. So basically, they're saying that they never told Mary that they're afraid of Jen and that they're upset with Whitney for continuing this lie and this drama. And instead of going straight to Jen, they should have gone to Whitney and Whitney should have gone to Lisa and Meredith to get the story straight and nip that in the bud. So... They have their emotions over here. Jen forgave Whitney at this bullshit spa date um, in her face, but behind her back really wants to drown her in the back of a lake. And then Heather is just being Heather. So all these girls get to Vegas. We're there. We're having fun. Jen heard what Heather was saying about feeling taken advantage of. So she gives her this whirlwind shopping spree in Las Vegas on her dime and they're having fun in the corner. And then Whitney goes to the racetrack with Meredith and Lisa. And that's where they have their conversation of Whitney saying, I apologize for bringing you guys into this mess. I should have talked to you, blah, 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 blah. So Whitney, Meredith and Lisa are good. They're gravy. They're riding around on the, racetrack having fun and then once Jen and Heather are done shopping Heather goes to get ready for dinner Whitney goes to get ready for dinner and Jen Meredith and Lisa are all done and at the table waiting for the other two to come down for dinner now in this moment Jen comes to terms and realizes that Lisa and Meredith have forgiven Whitney and for some reason she's not about it she decides that Meredith and <laughs> she decides that Meredith and Lisa are forgiving Whitney because they really did talk shit about her and so because they were all in it together they Jen is triggered and feels attacked and feels like no one is on her side again with the goddamn sides so then Meredith's like you're being irrational I'm disengaging which is the word of 2021 um and she leaves the table that upsets Jen even more because she's like how is she gonna walk away from me she's my friend what the hell so then she gets upset and she just clearly sees red because then she's doing the finger pointing the yelling the spitting not spitting for real but like saliva's just jumping from her mouth because she's yelling so ferociously um and while she's doing all this yelling to lisa whitney and heather come down the stairs in the merrily way to go to dinner what they find is a rabid jen shawl who decides to accost as they like to say <laughs> whitney in the restaurant and then she shoves Heather and Heather is like why are you shoving me and Jen starts running around the hotel talking about she has no friends and she hates everyone and she's leaving and so then Lisa's following her like I love you I'm your friend don't leave and that's like the drama so then everybody clearly hates dinner dinner's ruined they go up to the hotel room to talk shit and 
the day is over. The next day, they go to some medium shaman lady who is trying to give like this friend group therapy yet also seems like she's on something because she can't follow along with the stories and she just keeps saying mm-hmm, okay okay yeah mm, and how's how's that make you feel um and so it was it was another weird scene but what we learn in this weird scene is that no one trusts jen and jen doesn't trust heather which then becomes a issue with Heather because she has talked about how she's been such a ride or die for Jen and this pisses her off for when we get to the final episode. Now the final episode takes place at Heather's, yes, at Heather's second location opening of the beauty lab and she has all these cute decorations and everybody's there to support. Mary comes out of nowhere and she's finally here to record an episode but she's there for like 10 minutes and you know she has her issue with Jen and her and Jen don't even acknowledge each other's presence at this opening and you know drama because why not close the best season of the year with some drama. So, Jen and Heather are not really on speaking terms. Everybody's mad at Jen, except for Lisa, who meets with her in private at a restaurant, just to kind of understand her and understand where she's coming from, because she says she has a forgiving heart. Now, Meredith is not happy to learn about this, because Lisa and her have a friendship of over 20 years, and Meredith finds out that Jen was talking crap about her marriage and telling people all about her little separation situation. So... Meredith's mad at Lisa, but like not really, um, trying to be passive aggressive about it. And we can see this when she arrives to the beauty lab and, um, Jen surprises everyone by showing up, even though not sure she's wanted there. And so Heather sees her walking in. She gets some liquid courage through her meat on a stick and her drink beverage and decides to go over and confront Jen. Now, Jen gave an apology to Meredith about talking crap on her marriage. Meredith low-key acknowledges it, not sure if she accepts it, and moves on. Then we go to Heather and Jen, who have this vocal confrontation at Heather's own event, which is very unprofessional, and apparently everybody can hear them and hear what they're talking about and it just ends with you know I love you I love you give me your lip gloss blah 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 so this was such a great season it really was um the girls have done their best the editing was flawless the music was great the you know like um tense music light music transition music it was really good whoever the production team is great job um Andy Thank you for finding this cast. You've done well. And so we get to the reunion, which is filmed in New York City, I believe. And all the girls look stunning. Capital S, three N's, capital G, exclamation point. We have Heather in this beautiful cream, silverish, sparkly dress. We've got uh, Whitney with a plunging plum outfit. Um, she has like sparkles on the top and then the bottom is a little satin. Meredith has this like tuxedo type dress that's in gold with black like lapel things on her chests. 
I felt like Lisa kind of played it safe with her peach bronzy dress. It kind of just clipped at the waist, but nothing really huge. And then we've got Jen Shaw, of course, in this stunning silverish champagne dress with a slit up to the thigh. And Mary with her gold. It almost looks like, um, I want to say it's that gold like R2-D2 type thing in Star Wars. I feel like that's the wrong one. But the tall, skinny guy who's like really shiny gold, it looked like that. And then she had fur around the neck and the wrists. Overall, very cute ensemble from the whole cast. Um, They're all sitting apart because of COVID. Andy's in the middle, killing it as always. And the reunion to me was just interesting because I felt like nobody it it was obvious that nobody had seen each other since the end of filming so this was just like a battle royale cat clawing i'm out for blood type situation like everyone was talking over each other clearly heather and lisa have like the most beef because they can't even finish each other's like their own sentences they're cutting each other off they're jumping into each other's questions and it was just crazy um and Andy starts off with you know addressing the Heatherness of it all also he addresses the Jen Shaw of it all where he's asking like why don't you feel comfortable talking to your husband why are you starting off all this drama and I don't know I feel like it was a really hot take for the first episode and apparently there's three episodes happening so you know it's juicy when they give us like a three-parter um again mary could not take accountability i died when she was talking about what being a friend is and jen was like you should take your own advice and she was like but i'm not trying to be your friend like do you get that do you understand that because clearly they're not ever, never, ever going to be friends. They're, it's not in the cards for them. And now Mary, I think, is just, she feels like she is owed an apology and a something from Jen that she has not received. Because the way she throws herself into the scenarios of Andy's questions, for example, he'll ask something about, oh, do you think so-and-so is mad? And she'll be like, well, Jen, you know, clearly doesn't like me because the way Jen, Jen's nice to everybody, but she's not nice to me. And it's like, nobody asked you, Mary. Just sit in the corner and wait for your question. Wait for somebody to address you. But she, I think when she was saying that Jen is triggered by her, I think Mary is also triggered by Jen. Like them two just don't need to have a conversation. They don't need to be in a room together. But at the same time, I feel like they don't really have like, significant enough drama for this big of a situation so there was that um I think everybody again looked stunning Whitney I loved her short hair Uh, apparently she got her boobs done before the reunion so they were huge and then um Meredith looked really good with the straight hair um with the like pulled back number I think Jen's hair was a little crazy with the like Jasmine-esque of it all. And then again, Lisa played it safe with like the curls and everybody kept talking about her hands. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, what's the word? Relate. 
there it is. Um, I guess it was like a spray tan fail. And Heather looked great. She also looks like she lost a little weight, um, but maybe it could have been the dress. Her hair was super cute, kind of like a pinned back look. And then Mary looked really, her hair looked really good. They acknowledged in the reunion how her wigs were a mess. And I feel like it's just unfortunate when they have this whole cast of Caucasian women or, you know, white, yeah, whatever. I think it's unfortunate when they have this whole cast of like Caucasian women and then they throw in, you know, a black lady, for example, the Real Housewives of Los Angeles or Beverly Hills. They threw in Garcelle and clearly Garcelle was enough of a name that she had her own stylist. She knew where to go. She knew who to talk to. Yet the people at Bravo couldn't hook Mary up with like a cute situation. And maybe it's not Bravo's responsibility, but it is their responsibility to tell her when her wig is shifted while they're filming. Like, just hit a quick pause and say, hey girl, just to the left, to the right, pull it back, pull it front. Like, just help her out. They never really did that. And so at this reunion, she definitely came to slay with her hair. Um, and I thought it was great. But yeah, I'm very interested to see how these next two episodes go. Because this first one was very cutthroat. I felt like we didn't really get to solve enough of the issues. Um, but of course, since it is the first episode, they're not going to like dive deep into all the drama. And I love when Andy had asked Lisa um, if he, or told Lisa he was going to move on. And Lisa was like, no, we're not going to move on. And he was like, eh. <laughs> well, because you know. It's his fucking show. Um, but yeah, so good start. Salt Lake City, high five, round of applause. Thank you again for the great content that you have come out with. And ah, oh, I'm sorry, guys. My dog is biting me right now. But yeah, so as we get through these next two episodes of the reunion, I'll definitely wait until the third one to record some follow-up feedback. Maybe I can have someone on here with me so that it's kind of a tit-for-tat type thing. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. As always, follow me on LizBeauty underscore MUA. Be sure to follow the podcast. I'm on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. There's something on YouTube, so you can follow me there. And, you know, I just appreciate everyone that's listening to this episode. So thank you. Have a great day. Love and light. Stay blessed. Wear a mask. All the good stuff. All right? Everybody have a good day and I'll catch you in another one. Bye.